Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, the Renault Dealer of the Year and most Google-reviewed dealership in Ireland. For award-winning customer service you can trust, visit us today. Blackstone Motors, drive with peace of mind. 041-983-1100. Yes, late lunch coming to you live from the Knightsbrook Hotel in Trim, the business expo, the culmination of Mead Enterprise Week. Annual visit for us now because it is the culmination of Mead Enterprise Week and today this place is absolutely buzzing with business people because it is the business conference and expo here at the Knightsbrook Hotel. And during the afternoon we're going to meet people who are involved in this and we also have some other very special guests for you. Don Baker is dropping in to have a chat with us and I'm sure we'll have a song from the Maestro himself. Lynn Furlong is here. Yes, she's our Irish answer to Dr. Doolittle because she's the woman who talks to animals and she's coming in to tell us all about it this afternoon on the show. If you want to get in touch, 086 658 by WhatsApp or text so you can call in as always on 1850 Well, I'm joined now to begin today by the man who is the CEO of Mead Enterprise. He puts this whole thing together every year and we've been with him all the way for the last five years. I'm delighted to say hello this afternoon to Gary O'Mara, CEO of Mead Enterprise. Gary, good to see you again. Thank good you for joining me. Good to see you too, me. Jerry. I suppose when we reflect on five years and we've been together, LMFM and yourselves, over that journey, it was a very different landscape when you began this five years ago. So is the focus different now? Yeah, very much so. Um, five years ago, I suppose, you know, um, it was a different environment. It was a different world we were all living in in terms of business. Very uncertain times ahead. And even for, for Mead Enterprise, which was in its infancy then, there was a lot of change going on at local, local government level at the time. County enterprise boards were being abolished. Uh, they were being taken into local authorities. So Mead Enterprise was kind of born in that time in 2014 and, and there was a rebranding exercise and a whole kind of rethink of the model of what it was we were trying to do and how we were going to try and support businesses. So Mead Enterprise was part of that process as well in terms of reinventing ourselves and then doing what we could to help uh, in, in a tough environment. That's completely different now. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not saying we're almost irrelevant, but people don't need us as much as they did five years ago potentially and they probably don't need well they probably think they don't need networking events like this as much as they did five five years ago so it can be difficult to get people to come out 
uh, and engage. But I've been pleasantly surprised this week. The engagement has been fantastic. Mm. So everybody's doing it for a different reason. It's not because, um, you know, they need it because there is no business there or uncertain times for the companies. They're doing it now because they're trying to scale and grow and they're looking to you know, engage with other entrepreneurs and, and expand their networks so that they can scale their businesses. And it's all quite positive. So they're networking for different reasons now, more, much more positive reasons than five years ago. So the environment has completely changed. Now, not to mention uncertainty around Brexit and everything yes. else, but, yeah, the environment in general, coming out of the recession, is positive. I'm just saying my phone hasn't stopped beeping all morning with my sky alerts, and every time they come in, <laughs> another minister is gone in Westminster. And I, I don't even have to look at it. They're just like lemmings jumping off the ship. But is that a major concern, you know, for people in the, in the Royal County operating in business? Uh, look, it's a major concern for all of us. Like, mm. that level of uncertainty given where we were five years ago is you know none of us really know where we're at and what we're doing with that and um, there's so many workshops taking place across the country all the agencies everybody's kind of looking at it trying to get us brexit ready but none of us really understand or know exactly what that means we're are still you ready to... for deal or no deal do you think people are ready for either scenario um i don't think so i don't think i don't think people realize what they were getting themselves in for mm. in the beginning and i don't think any of us realize potentially how bad it could be mm. if it actually happened mm. uh, you know touch wood I'm sitting here now with what's happening today hoping that this won't actually happen and we'll get a referendum that's, Another one. that's Is the that what best you'd thing like for see? everybody I'd love to see that Another you know, we've, done it, we've done it in Ireland before we've gone to the people twice and the people have voted uh, and I think yeah, if we could see that in the UK, that'd be positive. Wouldn't and certainly it be, a good thing. Wouldn't it be a hammer blowing away, Gary? Because you say that, look how this has changed, this whole scenario here that we talk about today in five years. Yeah. We're nearly at full employment. Yeah. The economy is rattling and rolling again. Yeah. A shock like this could, you know what I mean? Yeah, Not Brexit, if it kinder. happens, is a major blow. But look, Jerry, with that comes opportunities mm, as well. Mm, okay? mm. We have a lot of reliance on the UK um, for quite some time. And Brexit has certainly open, opened people's minds in relation to, well, what do we need to do in order to look beyond the UK, for example? So we may not be ready for that, to go full tilt and scale some of our sectors into those global markets that do exist. We're a long way off that. So certainly in the short term, there's going to be major problems. But at least we're looking beyond the markets that traditionally we've always kind of relied mm. upon. So whether Brexit happens or doesn't happen, I think we've broadened our focus. Okay. And that's a positive thing. And, and when you look around here today, I was just saying, I, I've seen so many fil familiar faces. We're here five years. Again, I'll say that with you. Each time you've come here and you have new people here as well. And the youngsters, the students from the schools here who we'll be talking to later on on this show as well. God, they are really entrepreneurial guys and girls, aren't they? They are. And look, uh, you know, over the, we've built that up slowly over the past five years and this year, thankfully, prepaid financial services, Noel Moran has come on board to sponsor that and we're giving away some really good prize funds, not just to the students, but also to the schools. But I suppose I love working with the kids and the students in the schools and I love supporting and promoting entrepreneurship at that age group in the schools. If you can get the teachers to engage, it's really positive because they are the entrepreneurs of the future. And those are the guys that are going to look at things with a completely different outlook and a completely open mind because they don't understand the problems of the today and look at them the way we do. Mm. They look at things in a creative and a more inventive and a more problem-solving way. Because of, and we need to nurture that creativity and that mindset 
um, and engage them. So Meet Enterprise Week, like today, the Student Enterprise Challenge, we've got all these students and all these young businesses in our secondary schools engaging with entrepreneurs. And Noel Moran will tell you more, but Noel Moran engaged with those entrepreneurs after Enterprise Week last year to the point that he actually supported the number of businesses coming out of secondary schools and mid, which is fantastic. It's terrific. And that's a great, that integration and that, that's a form of networking that we need to do more of. Absolutely. And it, it's one of the high points of this whole concept as well. And the man himself is sitting beside you, Noel Moran. It's great to see you again. Uh, I'm out on your patch this afternoon, normally with me in the studio. Noel, thank you for joining us and taking time to talk to us again today. Just before I, I, I get into the nitty gritty with you, a word on Brexit and what's happening from your perspective? Well, we're probably one of the ones absolutely directly impacted by it, more so than anyone else, I'd say, because we are regulated by the FCA in the UK. Um, and up until last night, we had no backstop solution. Um, on our side, we've been working with the Irish regulator here to get a licence for the last 18 years, sorry, 18 months, and for various reasons that hasn't happened. Um, so last night was the first bit of positivity, actually, that we've seen where we were kind of guaranteed we have another 18 months where business is guaranteed and we can effectively continue to passport our licence from the UK throughout Europe. So while Gary says he'd like to see a referendum now, up until last night I might have, now I definitely do not want to um, because from my perspective we have a solution and we have an option that keeps us in business for another 18 months. That is, though, uh, when you talk about 18 months, Noel, in business terms, it's a, it's a short time, really. And, and to be even thinking like that, I suppose you can't have an awful lot of certainty. But here's the thing. It's looking like this morning. You may have got the backstab last night. Yeah. She's got the backstab, Mrs May, uh, this morning. Well, that's exactly it. And by the looks of things, she may not be here 12 o'clock tonight. So mm. that's the second problem. So, listen, it's a, it's a total unknown. That's why businesses are all over the place at the moment, you know. And like we know from working in London and working in the UK, there are multiple financial services businesses that do not have a solution today come 29th of March. Um, and it's as simple as that. They may talk about it. They may have looked for it. There's even banks that don't have solutions come the 29th of March. Um, and that's the reality of where we are. Now, for us, it's very different. We're employing 135 people here in Navan at the moment. So... You know, there's some serious consequences to that. And it's not for the sake of trying to get licenses in other countries. There are countries where we may not want the licenses in. We work with government entities, you know, so a license out of Malta or somewhere like that won't actually carry much weight. Um, so there's huge consequences. And, you know, it's changing every 24 hours. That's the problem. Yeah, it's real uncertainty and it, it, it's not the ideal, but look, it has to play out. That's what we have to say. This will play out one yeah, way it. or the exactly. other. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, and we can't yeah. do anything about that or, or you can't either. Listen, congratulations to you since I saw you last. Finalist, European Entrepreneur of the Year 2018. What an achievement that is. The <laughs> final four. Of course, you were uh, uh, the Ernest and Young Entrepreneur, uh, Entrepreneur of the Year finalist previously here in this country. What, what does those accolades mean to you? I think it means we just have a very good marketing team, Jerry. <laughs> I don't believe it for a minute. <laughs> and they're doing a very good job. But listen, the business is growing. Mm. It's growing rapidly, to be honest. We're now live in 24 countries. We're making huge progress. We'll turn over 60 million this year. So from starting out at a kitchen table to where we are today, it's been a very good success story, to be honest. And most of that can be attributed really to the staff that we have and the dedicated staff we have across the four different um, offices. You're a humble man and you always deflect. I notice this any time I talk to you. But look, you do lead it and your, your good wife is as well, Valerie. Um, 
135 people is big employment. A lot of people depending on you, on you as well. Just remind our listeners today briefly what you do, what, what the key to your business is. So really we're an alternative to banks really. Um, we have multiple licences from the regulator in the UK and licences with Visa and MasterCard and effectively it allows us to provide payment solutions. So anywhere where there is cash we will have some form of electronic solution that can replace that cash. So you know, these days everything is going online, everything is moving away from cash, so that has just uh, added to the growth in the sector, really. 135 is a big number. Is, is there potential for even greater employment than this? Yeah, absolutely. We have we have 20-odd vacancies out as we stand at the moment. Um, we have some huge contracts coming in that we hope to land next year. A lot of them are dependent on this Brexit issue being sorted out. Um, so that is also some numbers hanging on the on the back of that. Um, but yeah, that we definitely we'd be looking to employ another 60, 70, 80 next year minimum, uh, given the way the business is growing and the growth of the business. You have a graduate and internship programme running at the moment within. Gary mentioned how you're a tremendous supporter of the young uh, people from the schools in the area here as well. How important is that to you, Noel? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So that's one of the areas where I actually love it and enjoy it, to be honest with you. So we put a lot of time and effort into working with the youth. You know, I'd love to see young people from the schools coming through and ending up running their own business. We had prime example of that last night in AIB, where uh, first year, I think, as part of the Mead Business Awards, there was a Young Entrepreneur of the Year. So, you know, you have four young lads standing up and telling you at 18 years of age and younger, you know, how they've already established their business and set up their business and how they intend to expand it over the next three or four years. So, you know, I'm passionate about business and it's great to see young lads like that coming through from our local, our local schools and the county locally. You also have a, a tremendous social conscience as well because I've seen you're involved. Is it one of the card companies? A £40,000 uh, support to the UN World Food Programme in Mali. Yeah, so that was an initiative we worked on uh, this year with MasterCard, actually. So it was based on various different spend we had on our cards. Um, we do a lot of work with the NGOs globally, actually. So we work with the likes of United Nations, uh, Oxfam, Red Cross, all of those guys. So we distribute the payments to a lot of asylum seekers throughout Europe. Um, so that was just our way of giving something back, I guess, uh, working on an initiative with MasterCard as well. And it ended up being very successful. And Hopefully we'll probably do something similar next year. Just finally, before we head to our first break of the afternoon, um, this Enterprise Week, the expo here today, from your perspective, Noel? Yeah, I mean, listen, we're absolutely delighted to be part of it. I know Gary and his team put a huge amount of work into organising it. There's a lot of organisation that goes on to make it all come together today, and we're glad to be part of it and be able to contribute to it. So... You know, it's great to see so many different businesses and entrepreneurs and people here today. Hopefully they'll all learn something from the experience. That's what it's all about. Um, it's about making connections then with other business people. If we can do business together between entrepreneurs and business people within Mead, then all the better. Noel, great to catch a word with you this afternoon and thank right. you for joining us. I wish you well with Brexit and all businesses who, you know, who are so unsure at this point in time. But let's see what happens. Noel Morn, CEO of Prepaid Financial Services. Gary O'Mara, CEO of Mead Enterprise. Gary, we'll talk to you before the end of the show again. And we have a wonderful lady for you to meet after our break. Lisa Roundtree is waiting to talk to me. Stay with us on Late Lunch.
The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie. Yes, late lunch coming to you live from the Knightsbrook Hotel in Trim this afternoon. Meet Enterprise Week and the Business Expo is on here. And it's just humming with uh, business people and students and everybody interested in making a book in some way or another. Networking here and uh, plenty of talks going on and presentations and loads of stands to visit as well. So if you're in the area, do drop in and give them a shout. My next guest this afternoon is a Navin lass. Her name is Lisa Roundtree and she's CEO of Ace Enterprise Park. Lisa, you're very welcome to late lunch. Thank you very much, Jerry. Thank you for joining us. You are Navin, born and bred and reared. I am, yeah. I'm a true, true meat woman. Yeah. Tell us about you. Where did you start off or where did business life begin for you? Uh, I think the family would say from the time you were old enough to look over the counter. So my mother's family would have had a very well-known business on the main street in Navin. Called? Fitzpatrick's News Agents opposite the church. Legendary spot. Legendary. And my mother was a legend, I have to say. We lost her last year, unfortunately. But we were all taught customer service from a very early age. um, And to know each customer by name and to know what their preferences were. You'd you'd have the the John Player Blue or the Evening Press or the Herald. So you actually knew people's politics by what paper they bought. Um, But yeah, we we did that up until 1990. So that was your first taste into business as a family. It courses through the veins. It does. It does. <laughs> so where did work take you then beyond the family business and the grounding you got there? Where did you start off? Uh, it, it took me a long time to get where I am now. Um, mm, because you have a massive CV. I want to tell people, <laughs> this woman, look at all the pages. I printed down her CV here this morning. She couldn't even believe it herself. But, but, but the running through the shows spine of this... how old I am. No, it's all. What are you talking about? Running through the spine of this is... The food business. Food. Yeah. So where did you begin? Um, a, a boss actually thought thought I was well able to go back to college at night time and I did my degree in food science and from there I got the bug. Uh, food for me is an easy thing to work at because we eat it and it's it's vital, I suppose, for, for life. Uh, and then Ireland in itself is a natural hub for food. We have a reputation for quality that travels worldwide and globally. And then coming from Mead and trying to stay in Mead it was easier to find food companies to work with in Mead and coming from a family business background I would have migrated to working with family businesses Mm. Uh, and I would have understood the dynamics between whether it was generations or siblings or wherever there could be an issue there so I would fit quite easily in with, with family businesses and in Ireland in particular they tend to be owner managers and if you're in food, you'll be passionate. Yes. And you have to be because there's not much profit. So you have to have the passion instead. <laughs> I see names there like Brady, the Brady mm. family, Hogan's Farm. You spent a lot of time working with them, didn't I you? I did. And I would still be on great terms with them. Actually, their daughter, Megan, is here today. I see her in the Eureka uniform. Paul and Finton Hogan and myself, we, we had a major success, I suppose, in growing that business um, from roughly, I'd say, 2005 onwards. Um, a quite significant employer in a very quiet rural area. The two lads have done amazing work taking on that business from their parents. Mm. And I have to say, a nicer family you couldn't work for. They're fantastic people. 
food is so important to Ireland and the production it of is. food uh, as well. Um, is there more to be had? Can Ireland grow this even further? You know, we've done an awful lot. Yeah, we have. I think there's a couple of things on the horizon that will put it under pressure. Mm. Um, sustainability is gaining huge ground. Origin Green is trying to counteract that, but we have a moving body online with social media coming at the vegan angle, which I think for us Irish meat eaters, I find it a little bit disconcerting. Kind of, What is their agenda? Where are they going with mm. this? We have a finite resource in this country as to how much we can produce and we have to be mindful of CO2 emissions. But we also have to worry about scale. And I think that's probably the biggest challenge to a food company in Ireland is if you don't export off the island, you've got a very small captive market yeah. and it's expensive mm. to make good quality food. To get economy of scale, you have to export. And it's just that balance to find it. It's, it's, it is a struggle. It is a struggle. But we have a reputation in the world, haven't we? You mentioned we for beef, it's, for it's our fresh well produce and everything. Absolutely. It is, We're isn't it? It's a very green island, Jerry. And in fairness to Bordbia, that is the drum they beat no matter where they travel worldwide. Today, being here, this is your first time at, the, is, at the Expo yes. as well. You're coming back home, so to speak. I You're am. only down the road I from am. home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you make of what you've seen here today and what this is all about? It's inspiring, I have to say, to see people at different levels in their journey of setting up their own enterprise. Certainly the youth in the room is its pleasing as a parent, absolutely, because the, the next generation can't expect for work to be provided for them. Mm. We have to have a cohort that are willing and ready to provide the work themselves and we are moving I would say slowly from being a manufacturing island to being a service island and that generation don't see any barriers mm. they don't see countries they don't see islands in the Atlantic they see us very globally they see the world as a very small place and they don't see the problems and hurdles that we would see because we've lived through two recessions that's totally different for them yeah they don't have that baggage so to no, speak they've no hanging with them they have no, no hang-ups no. they're not afraid of anything and you can see we were talking to some of the young lads here before we went on air here and they're really enthusiastic they and they believe in what they've come up with and we wish them all well the awards are going to be announced shortly and we'll meet the winners here on late lunch after three o'clock today do you know when i look at your cv and you have vast experience and i know a lot of it is in the food but you're doing something slightly different now mm. What would you say to somebody? Is it good to move, to challenge yourself every few years, gain experience? Absolutely. Um, I would have started off, as I say, actually in veterinary, then went into food, and from food I went into to accounting and management. I think you have to challenge yourself. You have to grow. The workplace now is not what the workplace was in 1990. It's a very, very different world. Um, you have to constantly challenge yourself and improve yourself because the economy is doing the same. You have to keep up pace with it. You can't stagnate. And I think if, if you have if you have an active mind, you'll want to. Yeah. You know, you'll want to do better. You'll want to learn more about where you're going and what you're doing. Okay, so that is a, a, a key to your success, mm. that moving, learning, shaking and moving all the time, never yes. standing still yeah. and building on that. Where you are now, Ace Enterprise Park, this is an interesting challenge for you, isn't it? 
It is. It's my first venture into non-profit. And as actually the two Hogan boys said to me, not much different from food. <laughs> um, but it's a social enterprise. And it is working with an area in Dublin that would have a high level of long-term unemployed. So there is a huge community element to it. And I suppose after 25, 26 years in food, it's nice to go into an industry that has a different purpose. Um, it's a time to give back, I believe, at this stage of my career, for me to pass on skills, for to mentor young up-and-coming people in enterprises, to be able to help them with business plans, help them with training, how to access the right government resources. And then, I suppose, to pull on every skill that I have, soft and hard, and translate that into this social enterprise and try and make it successful for the community it serves. It's... Could I say a dream role for you? Because you're bringing all your past experiences yeah. and now being able to hand them on to somebody else. It is, To actually. mentor people. Yeah, no, it is. It's something I've been looking for for the last 12 months, so I'm very lucky to have got it. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Well, look, at I wish you well, and thank, thank you, you for joining us today. And people are streaming in, as you can see, <laughs> by us here to the afternoon sessions and the talks that are going to happen here. Good luck to you, and it's great to meet if it's Patrick from the Main Street <laughs> in Navin at long last. <laughs> thank you very Lisa much, Lisa Roundtree, Jerry. thanks thank a million you. for joining thanks. me on Lake Lounge this afternoon. Thank you. Just to mention a, a couple of things before we head to news and weather at two o'clock reminding you as always on Thursday the band tonight at the List 2 Conference Centre is Chris Dallet. Supper served and dancing will happen from nine till twelve and everybody welcome there and a final shout out yes for Michael English he's at the Carrickdale Hotel in Dundalk tonight you can pay on the door tickets 25 euro and he's a legend joined by another legend Brendan Shine will be there as well tonight everybody welcome to go along to that gig tonight in the Carrickdale Dale. Let's head to news and uh, weather at two o'clock and afterwards we're joined by Don Baker. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie you come to Trims, you just have to invite a legend in to have a chat with you, wouldn't you? Because he's <laughs> more famous in Trim now than he ever was, I'd say, anywhere else in the country. Don Baker, how are you? Hi, Jerry. how are you? Good to see you again. That voice, you know, just say that to me again. Go on. How are you, Jerry? Oh, there's something in that <laughs> voice. That's just, oh, just, man. That comes from the deep south in oh, the USA, does everywhere. it? I think it does. Yeah. Anyway, how are you keeping? I'm great. I'm great. I'm on the road at the minute. I nearly finished it at a nationwide tour. Uh, four gigs left. So I'm going to plug the first ones on the 17th this Saturday in the venue in Ratholds. And on the 25th, Sunday the 25th, this, this spirit store in Dundalk. So Lovely they're the place. two local ones. Ah, uh, yeah, they're the two local and ones. And we finish up in, in the Pavilion Theatre in Dunleary on the tw- Tuesday the 27th. And that's, that's me finished till next year. <laughs> He's done. So He's now. putting his feet up for the Christmas yeah, and the New this Year. Is it. <laughs> it's been a, a wild success for you. And there was somebody else with you that, that started this whole Well, you journey. see, Rob, Rob Strong was with me for the first 24 gigs. And he made a commitment for the first 24 yeah. gigs. And then Pat Egan came along and extended the tour by 10 concerts. Uh, bigger venues around the country. But Rob couldn't make that commitment he, yeah. he, because he's committed to his own band. And he had to go back to his own band. You know, so there's loads of rumours going around we fell out. We didn't fall out. We're, we're best amazed. They still are. That's clarified this afternoon on LMFM Radio for sure. Absolutely. Who This man wouldn't fall out at anybody. Sure, everybody loves him. Tell <laughs> me this. Was it... Was it a, a, a tough 
a tough tour for you, or did you just enjoy it? No, I really enjoyed it, Jerry. Mm. You know, I really did, and uh, the audiences were great and great response. Yeah. And uh, I just loved it. It was fantastic. And it's a while since you did something as extensive as this, is it? Yeah, the, the biggest gig was the Olympic, the Olympic in uh, yeah. the Olympia, sorry, Olympia, in yeah. Dublin. That was uh, about five, six weeks ago, mm. um, and it was fantastic. We had uh, the Dublin football manager was there, Jim Gavin. We're who of the Dubs? Sorry about that. Sorry, Jerry. Sorry, hey, I had to hey, get that in. Hey, sorry. They're going to disown you. No disrespect. Trim. No disrespect. You're gone from Trim. <laughs> Mention it. Oh my no, God. No, wait. I want to tell you. What time are you after you here, Jerry? What After. Well, I want you to come around to our hotel, in Brogan's Hotel, and I will treat you to the best steak you've ever had in your life. I just want to see your face light up when you put the first mouthful, in, first thoughtful into your mouth. We do the best steak, not only in Trimble and all, all of me, we have the best food and the best venue in all of me. He's praising That's Brogan's High Street Trim. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, seeing is believing. Tasting is believing. Come to Brogan's, you will not believe how great the food is. I didn't know that you were a maker of advertisements. We, no, we, no, no, we, no. We, we do that elsewhere in the radio station. No, but Jerry, Jerry, I'm under orders. I can imagine you, you are. Know, I'm in trouble if I don't, if I don't promote Brogan's hey, today. Come I'm here, in trouble. Tell me this. You've never been under orders in your life, have you? Really? Not really. Not really. I don't make what's the line in the film. I don't make I don't I don't I don't uh, no I don't make threats, I just carry out orders. <laughs> <laughs> but look, come back to this and the Olympia, the highlight for you. And of course, you mentioned your beloved Dublin as well. Just before we move off sports, sure, they're unshakable. How many more years are they going to win Sam Maguire for? She might as well give it well, to them for 2019 already. I, I tell you, I'd love to see them do five. Like the five. Mm. I'd, I'd love that, you know. Mm. Sure, I mean, when they do the five, we'll be saying six. six <laughs> <laughs> it just goes on. No, no, listen, we, I'm going to make enemies here. We better, better stop this thing. Better get back to, to County you know, Meath no. and chat about that yeah. but look at you told me before where we met you moved here well, remind me again what took you to this neck of the woods why well, did you what happened here? I kept moving I forced I moved out to the Navan Road to a place called uh, Campton and then I moved out to Clonig and then I went further just a bit down the road to Dunboyne and then my wife um, suggested we come live here and she convinced me to live here because she said it was nearer to the nice road for when I gone on my gigs to Cork and Limerick and Kerry and uh, what she didn't tell me was, that's as the crow flies, that I would have to go through Summerhill, Kilcock, Plain and Salins to get onto the nice road. <laughs> which so, is a torture. Which is a torture. <laughs> it's know, a torture. It's an, you know, on Friday, I was, uh, where was we last week? I was somewhere down that region last week. And uh, it took me an hour and 15 to get onto the nice road. My God almighty. Yeah, it's it's horrendous, isn't yeah. it? You are singing and enjoying the gigging and more gigs to come. The acting is... Parked, is it? Is it parked for good? Because uh, it's parked. It's, it's most of the stuff. It's, it's boring, Jerry. Mundane. It's boring. It's hanging around. I tell you, the last film I did was with Robbie Coltrane and Dan Aykroyd from the Blues Brothers, and we had a crash scene on the Dublin mountains. The walkie-talkies wouldn't work, and neither would the mobile phones. So we had to sit in a car up on the Dublin mountains for four days. And it rained for the four days. You couldn't even go for a walk. It was windy and raining and sleet and snow and God knows what else. And you would, you're, you're on set at half six in the morning. You get your makeup on. You're up, up on the mountain at seven o'clock. And you'd be there till eight o'clock in the evening. And after that, I swore, never again. I'm not doing this again. So it's not all it's cracked up it's, to be. It's, 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 it puts years on you. You're yeah. hanging around. It's hurry up and wait. 
you know, you sign the contract and you, you're, you know, you're employed to work on the film and they own you, you know. Mm. So most of it's just hanging around. I remember what, uh, telling you about that film. I went up to Derry, we were doing scenes um, and at the Derry airport. They got me up one morning at five o'clock. One morning, they got me up at five o'clock. And at seven o'clock that evening, I'd done walking by a door scene, walk by a door, look into a room and keep on walking. That was it. Nothing and else? Nothing else. And it took all that and it, they, to deliver I that? I had to hang around all day just to do so that. So there's no more of that for John Baker? Finished. Finished. Finito. Even if... You know, I'm lucky I can make a living simply being myself. Oh, Don, come on. If somebody no, came to you and said, listen, Don... Yeah, if the role was good, Jerry, of course. You still would consider it. But, you know, it. it's only once in a lifetime I'm going to get a role like in the name of the father. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, I remember James Cam when he done Misery. He was, he was adamant. He was, wasn't going to do any, any other roles and great roles. He went three or four years without work and he had to go back down, had to go back and yes. take the lesser roles, if you know what I mean. Mm. But as you say, Jerry, I'm lucky and it's only the grace of God. You know, I can earn a living just simply being myself. I don't mm. have to pretend to be anyone else. And loving it. And I love it, yeah. I have and to it's say, real, by the way, and it's real. Yeah, you look so well. Thank May you. I say that? You really do. You look it's, so it's well. It's the food and brogans, Jerry. <laughs> it's the food and brogans. <laughs> Honest to God, Jerry. Now you'll come down a hat tree for the steak. Jeez, I wish I could. And, yeah. I wish I could. I'm flying well, to Dublin. You'll come no, another time. I'll come another time. I promise you. I will come yeah, another time. I, I just can't this evening, but I will. I, I'm, I'm yeah. going to keep that commitment with yeah. you. I promise you that. What about the future? Like you're, you're going to continue gigging. Are you going to write more? Are you going to produce more albums? Yeah, well, I've recorded two albums in the last nine months. Would you believe that? Two albums in the last nine it's months. It's incredible, isn't it? Now I'm back with my own manager, Barry Gasser. Mm. And he went off uh, managing the chorus. You know the chorus yes. from the dog? So the chorus... Oh, Eamon Doyle's after getting really excited beside us here. Eamon's with me today. Once you mention the chorus, Eamon Doyle... Is that right? He's yours, baby. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Eamon loves them. He knows, you, you know he knows Jim very well. Very good friend really, of Jim's. Really. And the girls as well, yeah. Yeah, John Hughes is uh, the man that looked after them for a long time. But uh, why did I mention them? Oh, yeah, because yeah, Barry Gasser was with them. Yeah. And now, they, now, now they're, kind of, they're not on the road, so he's back working with me. Okay. And working with Pat Egan as well up in Dublin. Mm. So as I say, no, it's great. They want me to go back on the road next year and, uh, and do another whole series of gigs. And uh, I, th- I think I will. Who, who's coming to listen to Don Baker? You have a huge following going back with your wonderful stuff in the back catalogue. You're writing away, you're uh-huh. going to produce more. Is the audience a mixed type of audience really when you mixed, look out? Yeah. From 9 to 90, Jerry. Isn't that great? Honest to God, yeah, yeah. Honestly, you know, I mean, from kids right up. And it's great, you know, yeah. it's brilliant. And, and that is wonderful for the future that they embrace your music as well and it keeps it rolling yeah. along yeah, down that does, road. Yeah. You know the voice, come back to your voice and the deep south and your music and everything. Uh-huh. Is, there, is there something in your DNA? Do you ever do your DNA search of that to see if you're from some other part of the world or there's something of the blues in your veins? Well, I tell you, I went over, I was over, I was over about eight years ago in uh, Alabama. Okay. I went over, I played with an all-black gospel choir. Yeah. Now, we only played in churches. It was, a, it was a great experience. Now, it's one thing seeing it in a film or seeing it on television. It's a bit like watching a match on telly or being at the match. The same thing. So being there, being on the stage with these people and watching them perform and the clapping and the singing, it was just fantastic. Brilliant. Did you I, feel like you were home? It was, I was the only white guy there. Everyone was black. I was the only white guy, you know. But I fit right in. Do you know that the black people, their history is very similar to ours. Yeah. You know, really, really, it's a, it, the similarities is amazing. Mm. That's very special memory to have, yeah. isn't it? As yeah. well. 
and they still stay in touch with me now. The people still stay in touch. They're mm. trying to get me back over. But it's just, you know, it's like going to the Oscars when I went to the Oscars. You know, up the red carpet, in the limo, the tuxedo, the dicky bow, just to do it once. Yeah. You know, being there, yeah. doing that, got the T-shirt. Wore the T-shirt. You know. And loved it. And loved it. And always have it as a memory. Just to do it once. I mean, that's, you know. When you think about the great songs you've written and, and sung yourself as well, and others have sung, do you... My songs have been covered by Sinead O'Connor, yep. Finbar Fury, yep. Brian Kennedy, Declan O'Rourke, Liam O'Manley, Louise Morrissey, Eleanor Shanley, The High Kings... I forget the list. The list goes on and yeah, on. But yeah. what I want to ask you is this. Do you get the same feeling out of singing those great songs yourself when you step out in a live show? Yeah, Each I, time you do them. Now, every Wednesday, I play with my son, Glenn, mm. in the hotel, Brogan's again, in yeah. the hotel every Wednesday. Last night, it was like a mini concert there last night. It was absolutely fantastic. We're singing the blues. Glenn plays guitar and harmonica. I play guitar, a slide guitar, uh, you know, electric guitar, acoustic guitar. And it was just a mini concert there last night. It was absolutely fantastic. Mm. And, there's, you know, it's, it's no charging mm. because I own the hotel. I don't have to charge in. Yes. You know, and the other thing, I can't get sacked. <laughs> <laughs> I can take breaks whenever I want. You know, you're, you're I can't sack boss. myself. So for the first time ever, I have my own venue. It's great, Jerry. <laughs> The freedom is fantastic. Ah, oh, you're some man for one man. I'll tell you what, you really have it made. There's no doubt about that. Listen, mention those gigs again, will you, before? Because we're going to play yeah, well, out, I, I, one of your songs. Like okay, thanks, Jerry. Well, this Saturday we're in, uh, in the, um, uh, the venue theatre in Ratholt. And that's, that's almost sold out. So hold your folks and get the last of the tickets. Okay. And uh, then the Spirit Starters on the 25th. That's ne- not this Sunday, next Sunday. Yes. In Dundalk. And we're in Kilkenny as well this Sunday. Well, I know we're not going to reach Kilkenny, but we are in Kilkenny. And we finish up on the 27th on a Tuesday night in the Provinian Theatre in Dunleary. And, you can and I'm every Wednesday night with my son in Brogans. And they do a, a fairly good steak, I'm told. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. I've heard that now, I haven't mentioned the veg <laughs> and I haven't mentioned the desserts, Jerry, but they are also to die for. <laughs> Well, let's say goodbye to Don today with one of his great ones. And I want to dedicate this to Pauline Keeley's mother. Pauline Keeley from Castletown is here. She wouldn't tell me her name. She's a villain altogether, but she's at the expo here today. But Pauline Keeley's mother from Castletown. Don Baker's going to dedicate this one to you. My train is... Is running. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Jay. train is running full speed ahead ain't got no time to lose i'll be a long time dead my train is running full speed ahead ain't got no time to lose i'll be a long time dead i'm all fired up burning up the track
Trade Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie. Yes, late lunch coming to you live from the Knightsbrook Hotel in Trim, the business expo, the culmination of Mead Enterprise Week. And I have to hand it to her. She's doorstepped us and she's on the air now. Yes, Sinead Cavanagh from Cyclistic Living Ireland. She's a new business and she's here today. Sinead, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Jerry. You did doorstep us. I did. You did. But if you don't ask, you'll never receive it. I think you'd say that and make me laugh now. I can't talk. You see, you see... we. Off the record, you have to clarify that when anything yeah. else is on the record, really. Anyway, it's lovely, totally lovely, lovely to meet you today. Tell us who you are and what you are and why you're here. So my name is Sinead Cavanagh. My business is Cyclistic Living Ireland and I'm based in Navan um, with services for the county and uh, nationwide aspirations. Um, it's a learning and development consultancy and I'm hoping to work with 16-year-old and upwards, um, helping people to find the niche in their life for their workplace so that when they go out into the workplace, they're doing something they have a passion for, an aptitude for and that it's a path that they're following that they're less likely to have to veer off in the future planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Because they've made a mistake. I think that is superb because so many young people, you ask them, what would you like to be? What would you like to do? They don't know. No. Do you believe that from 16 years of age you can guide somebody? I'm not trying to guide them. They are the only person who can come up with what it is that's going to make them tick. But what I can do is make sure that they have the self-efficacy in themselves, which is the belief that they are competent in whatever they choose to do. And they have an internalised locus of control, which means that they know that they, are, they have the solutions to their own problems. They can't wait for somebody else to do it for them. And there is no blaming in the grown-up world. So you facilitate this, is yes. that what you're saying yeah, to me? Yeah, I'm facilitating them. With them. I'm helping them to recognise they have inherent skill, traits and to help them uh, learn what skills they need to, to, to develop in order to go forward. Never mind young people and they're fantastic. That's one aspect Returners of it. to work, mums going back from maternity leave, people on long-term unemployment, people who've done a job and realise they ended up in the square, being the square peg in the round hole and they want to change it because they've only one life and they need to find a joy and a passion and a pleasure in what it is that they're doing and get paid for it. Um, so it's anyone who's in that position. But I also hope to go into businesses and help businesses create an environment where they, their desire is to train their staff to the extent that their staff could leave them, but that their staff will stay with them because they treat them the way they should be treated. 
Well, there are so many places that people, uh, you know, feel the way you've just expressed there a moment ago. I'm stuck. I'm in a rut. I'm here too long. I want to get out. I want to change my And there's my the life. financial fear because you've got commitments that at this stage, be they mortgages and families and college and all of those things, that to make a huge change is really, really scary. But the thing is that you can make that change while you're still working. Yes. You can stay where you are and keep that security, but instead of devoting your energy and time to being unhappy at your job, yeah. do your job to the best of your ability and use that energy to create something much more wonderful for yourself. I really like what you're doing and you are a, a qualified psychologist as well. I'm not, as I have a psychology degree, degree and that's just, I want to make sure that's very clear for yeah. people because very often they think if somebody has a, a psychology degree that they are a psychologist and they are not. Okay. In order to be a qualified psychologist you have to go and do applied psychology or clinical yes. psychology and only at that point can you call yourself a psychologist. Okay. But what I am is a psychology graduate with a background in holistic health and 25 years experience okay. in learning and development. That is a huge CV. So, now tell me about this. Business, personal, self-sabotage. So on Monday I was asked by uh, LMETB Vitas Navan to speak to their students in relation to setting up your own business and the trials and practicalities that come with that. And one of the things that I thought was very important to bring up was as an older person, because I am midway through that continent life I hope to have, um, and as an older person you um, have to kind of really think about what it is you're going to do and where you're going to, to, to do it and where you're going to approach people. Um, the idea of self-sabotage came about, and I've had it since I was uh, 17, and didn't get a very good leaving and as a result had that as a little tattoo on my arm that I kept hidden because tattoos aren't always required or wanted or accepted in certain sectors so to me when I was trying to vocalise that for the students listening I thought you know it was a tattoo I had on my arm and I hid it because there was a stigma attached to that um, I went to Vitas myself uh, five years ago and said I want to go to, to, go to college and do a degree and the reaction I got from the adult education officer at the time was you haven't got a degree because I had done the fake it till you make it thing where I had presented myself in a certain way so that people would think, oh, this person has. But I didn't have my letters. And unfortunately, we do live in a society where those letters are very important to some people. Um, and in order to have credibility, and I went to do this to get an umbrella over everything else that I had. I'm a lifelong learner. I've always studied. And I thought if I have this degree, it'll be like an umbrella and it'll cover everything as in cover your ass. And what I didn't realise until after I'd done the degree was that I didn't need an umbrella, that all those skills that I've had and I've learned over the years are hugely beneficial to everybody as well as myself. And instead I slipped my degree underneath all of those skills and gave myself a solid foundation. And the foundation is what I stand on, rock solid. And now I can be proud of the skills and abilities I have. And so when I'm talking to people and saying to them, you can start over, I have had so many different personal and professional difficulties over the years. And I'm still here because I am resilient. And I do believe that I have abilities. And I am proud of this, the traits and the talents that I have. And I'm loving, I'm really, really loving this opportunity now that I have created for myself to share them with other people. Because we only get one chance. Mm. And it's important to be passionate and excited about that chance that you get and so the, the self-sabotage topic came up on Monday where I admitted it I called the elephant in the room by name and so many people in the audience could relate to that and they came to me afterwards and said that it resonated and so I thought this is something that we need to talk about yesterday I was at a BNI Royal um, breakfast meeting and it came up again 
with other people and I ended up having discussions with other people about it. And today, those entrepreneurs were there talking on the panel and I raised the question because I realised that many people in the room would have had experience of either personal or business self-sabotage where they're worried about what the future holds because they mightn't have experience of a level of success and so they stick their front foot in front of themselves, trip themselves up because it's easier to be the failure because you know how to do that. You have experience in it. And sometimes we need to feel the fear and do it anyway. And if you call the elephant by name, it means it becomes an ally, not something you have to eradicate. You have me mesmerised here. I'm just sitting in all listening to you because everything you say rings so true, I'm sure, for an awful lot of people as well. So your experience, your qualifications, everything coming together here and you're out there now to help other people. You've been well received here today, I know that, haven't you? Um, yeah, I've had great conversations yes. with people and I'm here. Uh, Vitas Navan gave me the opportunity to share their space, um, which was wonderful. Um, and so I'm here with the Vitas Navan students. Um, the digital marketing students are there. Um, Meet Enterprise and, and LMETB have a great relationship in sharing this Enterprise Week and it gives their students and business students an opportunity to see what's next um, and I'm delighted to be able to be part of that and to share that with them this week it's been really exciting Okay, just to mention you again Cyclistic Living Ireland how do people get in touch with you to find so out more? So the mobile number is 087-897-4825 it is turned off at the moment because we're at the expo but I also have a Facebook page um, which is Cyclistic Living PLI um, I'm on Facebook I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter and I'd love to answer any questions that anyone she might have She is everywhere and she's a lovely lady and I wish you well with something very very exciting that you're at the early stages of as well but for the moment Sinead Cavanagh thank you very much for joining us on Late Lunch let's head to a break The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda your local Renault selection dealer with over 250 quality used cars in stock there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.com Late, late lunch live, late lunch live coming from the Knightsbrook Hotel here in Trim in County Meath and it's a buzz with business people and many others besides visiting the expo here. Now I'm turning the clock back almost 10 years with my next guest because I remember meeting Lynn Furlong on the show very early doors when we began the programme first. She's an animal communicator and she's back with us on late lunch this afternoon. Lynn, it's really good to see you. Thank you very much for joining us on the show today. Uh, Lynn, animal communicator. I suppose people listening to us would say, what are you on about, Jerry?" <laughs> yeah, I do. I get that all the time. I, do. I suppose years ago it might have been called horse whispering or something like that. I'm not sure. But I call it animal communication. And to me, it is very easy. Um, it's to make the connection with the animal first. Yeah. And I can do a little thing with your with your listeners and with yourself if you like yeah we're going to yeah. do that in a minute we'll but are you minute, telling yeah. me genuinely and I did yeah. ask you this I remember yeah. way back yeah. that you can get across to be it your dog your cat your horse whatever yes yeah. you can talk to them yeah. yeah how how do you communicate what's the secret the secret is to calm your mind because animals work with energy mm. everything is energy with them mm. and if you calm yourself right down keep your mind calm keep your energy low and then ask them what they like to communicate with you. Where did this skill come from? How did you know you had this? Or is it something you learned and developed? Well, I learned and developed it, all right. But going back to the time I was a baby, I remember my mother telling the story that when I was about six months old, she'd put me out in the back garden in the sunshine, sitting on a rug. And the dog next door used to come in. And once I had that dog with me, 
I was as happy as Larry. I'd stayed there for hours and end, and she didn't have to, she could get along with her washing and what have you. And of course, in those days, dare I say it, it was the washing board that she was using. Of course. People wouldn't know what that but was But it started nowadays. there. That's where it began yeah, for you. That's for me, it began. And you felt you had that innate thing from a baby. Yeah. And you carried yeah. that. But it Carry stayed it within you. It didn't really materialise, yes. did yeah. it, for a yeah. number of years? No, I didn't. It's when I, my husband died in 93. And I finished up the business. I had a betting business. And I finished that up in 95. And I decided, that's it. I want to start healing, doing something useful, something that I wanted to do, something that I loved, passionate about, is what Sinead was talking about there. Yeah. And um, I went into the healing first. And then I found that the healing with the animals was great. They just conk out for me. And once then there were contacts, you could communicate with them they could tell you and what so do you mean things. by healing Lynn healing is an energy healing so is an animal ill when you deal with them have they a break are they no. upset what no you can no. you can give them healing for that all right okay but just to give them healing as in itself as in energy healing yeah uh, they love it they and, and how would it. we know if it's like dogs are the one of the most popular pets yeah. that people have yeah. or a cat as well yeah. how do you know if it, 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 you know you can see a break in an animal or yeah. if they're physically sick yeah. but you're talking about a psychological thing here are yes. you yes so yeah. how do yeah. you know yeah. if a dog or a it's cat just, it's if there's like something a psychic up co- connection you, you know? can yeah. see it and yeah. how would listeners today understand if there was something wrong with their dog or cat on the lines that you're talking about <laughs> would they be upset with them would they be angry towards them what the animals they they're really great for holding on to stuff and not letting you know what they're what's wrong with them and they usually know what's wrong with them but they may not be able to put a name on it that's the thing so my own dog but he died there in april this year uh, he had a very bad back now i knew he had a bad back because he didn't want to go up and down the stairs but he didn't know what was wrong so I brought him to the vet. I always advise people to go to go the vet. Go to the vet first. That's yeah, the first always protocol. Always first protocol yeah. is the vet. Yeah. And the vet x-rayed him and he told me he had spondylitis. So that finished going up and down the stairs and then we just did short walks after that. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, and he was much happier with that. You oh, could see yeah, that yeah, because you were trying to have him do something that he wasn't actually able, able to, do. to do. So it's understanding exactly, that. Yeah, and you have a yeah. particular skill here. What were you going to do with listeners? Tell me what you were going to do a little... Well, I, I have a saying that I close my eyes to see. Okay. So I just ask your listeners to close their eyes for a moment. Okay, now everybody, is everybody listening out there in Lake Lunchland today? Come on, do this with yeah. Lynn and myself. Yeah. Close your just eyes. Close your eyes. I'm Stay closing mine, Lynn. For a Look, minute. Okay. Now, I just want you to visualise yourself walking up to your hall door. You can see the colour of the hall door. You can see the letterbox in it. You can see the number on the house. You can see whether there's glass in it, if you have glass in it. And you can see where you put in the key. Turn the door. That is how the animals communicate with us in pictures. It's as easy as that. I just had my eyes shut there and I was yeah. visualising much and yeah. I could see it. And could that's it. the way they do it. They show you pictures. Now, they do give us feelings and they do give us words. But pictures, for me, is what they give me most. And how do they show those to you? Is that your particular skill? You, you can know, see those pictures? You can see as, as you saw your whole door there. Right. And you see them like that? Yes. But that is your skill. I wouldn't be able to do that. Why not? Of course you can. So say I'm with my dog, Messi. As you know, my dog is called... And by the way, Lynn said to me, don't call that dog Messi, because (laughs) if you call him Messi, he'll be Messi by name and nature. I think you were right in hindsight, to be honest with you, even though we had a debate about that at the time. So if I'm with him, what do I do? 
how do I communicate with him? I, I know get, he's get, safe. get yourself nice and calm. Yes, with him and him calm. And him calm. And just ask him a question and close your eyes. And, and he he will send he those will. pictures to me, will he? Yes, yeah. Really? Yeah. Once you have love for the animal, yes. it's all to do with love. And what will those pictures say, for example? What, what, what would I expect to see? Well, he might say to you, I want more walks. Yes. And if you, he's giving you words, you say to him, well, can you give me pictures instead? Yeah. So he could show you a nice field. And these will come way. to me. I will, see, will see these. You will if see he's them. calm, I'm calm. Yeah. I shut my eyes yeah. and just let it happen like yeah. that. Yeah. This, there's no magic to this. This is what no. you're saying. This really yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. Folks. Get sitting with your cats. <laughs> get the dogs calm beside you. Let's do this. Let's see. Give it a go, will you? Please give it a go. And let us know on Late Lunch. Does this work? 086-1800-658 by text or WhatsApp. We mm. want to hear from you this afternoon. Yeah. You can call in on 1850-715-958. Is it the same with horses? Yes, same All thing. animals. It's all the animals. Same, same little animals. process. Same with process, yeah. What have you achieved with animals? Give me an example of something that you've really helped or helped somebody with. Well, I had a woman in Galway that had a horse, a beautiful Connemara pony, actually, and it couldn't get up. And the, she was told that it had laminitis, and there was no cure for laminitis. So she asked me would I go down to see it, and I did, down to see it, and... The horse was in a field, sitting down, wouldn't get up. And I asked him what was wrong and what was wrong with his feet. And he was able to tell me that the pedal bone hadn't turned. Now, that is a bone in the horse's hoof. And the vets told me that if that bone is turned, there's no coming back. Mm. The pony would have to be put down. Mm. But he was able to tell me that the pedal bone wasn't turned. Now, how he knew that, I don't know. The animal because, itself? Yeah, because... But if you got I had that a message. sore foot and I didn't yeah. know what was wrong with it, I wouldn't know myself. Yeah. But he was able to tell me that. So eventually, after a lot of persuasion, I got him up off the ground and into a nearby shed where he was on hay and on a special diet. And he was fine. And she started looking after him and keeping him off the grass. That caused the laminitis. And now uh, the children are grown up, gone too big for him. And he's uh, working as uh, with the disabled now in Galway. And that yeah. is one of your success stories. Yeah. And there have been Amazing. more with oh, dogs and cats yeah. and yeah. any yeah. amount of them. Yeah. Are yeah. you busy? Yeah. Do people engage you a lot? They do. They do. Yes, they want to know. You know, they yeah. want to know. So what's if there's something not, if there's something that's not physical that you can't yeah. see, or yeah. they're not ill in some yeah. other way, and there's yeah. something your pet is not yeah. acting right, right. Yeah. this may be the way. Well, I obviously go to your vet first. Yes get the vet's diagnosis but first. if you're getting no answers or no satisfaction there, yeah, this not may working. be an option, you're yeah, saying to me. Yeah, yeah. Do it's they call you Mrs. Doolittle? You cringe at that, do you? I do, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. No? Yeah. No. That's not yeah. a term. You yeah. are yeah. a communicator with yeah. animals. That's yes. what you're known as. I'm a healer and a communicator. Mm. But would and people who don't believe in you maybe use that as a put-down on you? Would oh, they yes. Yes, yes, to try it's, and... I always find that. Okay. As a put-down, yeah. 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 I don't mean yeah. to put you down. Yeah. Absolutely not. And you know that. I know that. When we met first, I respect everybody I interview and their beliefs and that as well. But And you obviously are in demand with people and that sort of says it all. So well, I'm, you I'm running a workshop now this weekend. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. It's in uh, Highfield House here in Trim. Highfield House in Trim this, yes, weekend, this weekend. A workshop. Worked for to teach people how to how to do this and yeah. how to communicate yeah. with your pets. Yeah. How do people get onto that course or find out more about yeah. it? Just give me a call. Give out. You want to yeah. give out your details there? Yeah. It's oh eight seven 
699-6714. Okay, that is the phone number to contact Lynn. Yeah. And you're online, I, I know, as well, yes, aren't you? Yes, I am. Indeed. And it's yeah, Lynn yeah. Forlong. There's only one N. L-Y-N, F-U-R-L-O-N-G, Animal Communicator. Yeah, I'm on Facebook as well. She's right across. You've done it and done it for years. Listen, lovely to have a short conversation with you here in the Knightsbrook this afternoon. Thank you, Thank you for dropping into us. And I wish you well with your work. Lynn Forlong, thanks a million. Time for a break on late lunch. We're coming to you live from the Knightsbrook in Trim on this very special day, the culmination of Mead Enterprise Week. And I have another special guest for you to meet after the break. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, the Renault Dealer of the Year and most Google-reviewed dealership in Ireland. For award-winning customer service you can trust, visit us today. Blackstone Motors, drive with peace of mind. 041 Knightsbrook Hotel this Thursday afternoon, late lunch coming to you live and I'm joined now on the show by Yemi Adenuga. You're very welcome, Yemi, to the show. Thank, Thank you, you for very joining much for me. having me. Not it's a at pleasure all. to be here. Tell us, you are part and parcel of this today, but yes. from a very special perspective. Tell us what you're here for. Well, I'm the organiser of the Ethnic Diversity Business Fair, which is happening today as part of the Meath Enterprise Week. And um, my company put all this together. It's a pleasure and an honor to be able to do this in partnership with Meath Enterprise Week and to see ethnic minority businesses represented uh, within County Meath. I think this is a big step forward as well. And congratulations to you all. And I I know you're mixing and mingling with lots of people here today. Tell me about you. How, How long are you living in Meath? In Meath, well, I moved to Meath in 2004. I used to live in Dublin. Okay. And then I moved to Meath in 2004. And now you couldn't shift me. I'm a Navan girl, me. <laughs> Are you? You love it. <laughs> yes, do you, do I love it. Is life good in Meath, in, in Navan for you? Yeah. I think I like the peace and quiet. Okay. I lived in Dublin for too long, walked in mm. Dublin. And when I moved, I, I, I loved the peace and quiet. So uh, I like the hustle and bustle of work. And then I like to come back home to nice and quiet. Yes. So I think that's why I love Meath. And the communal spirit is there. Okay, and that yes. is really good to hear. It is is it uh, more difficult for people who are non-Irish to come to Ireland, of all races, mm. to get set up and going in business here? It is. Uh, first of all, there are a number of challenges there. Like the, what? For example, uh, if you have to apply for a loan, here are people who normally would not be used to filling out forms, you know, and applying for loan. There would be different other mechanisms in place for yes. applying for loans back home. Now they have have to fill forms but you still get some kind of assistance and then there is who you know who's helping you in terms of applying for a loan Mm. but here when you have to apply and then the requirements on the forms when you're applying for a loan all of those kind of things um set people back a bit yes plus a lot of them already uh self they have self-doubt Am I going to get it? Perhaps they're going to say my business is not viable enough Mm. or my business is restricted to a certain portion of the community. Yes. You know, so all of that is a stumbling block for the people. Then um, they, they already are feeling a bit iffy about, well, they understand when I speak. Is my English good enough to be understood? Yes, the language so, barrier. The language barrier. So all of those, mm. you know, would be challenges. So a person who is to succeed as an ethnic minority business entrepreneur in, in Ireland, and if I zoom in, it into County Meath, you have to do almost three times what a regular Irish person yes. will do. First, you have to succeed. You have to educate yourself. You have to step up there. And then some. 
mm. because you have to it's it's you have to prove yourself yeah that you're well able yes you know so those are some of the challenges and do you think irish people are open and receptive to businesses run by ethnic minorities do you get enough support from mm. the native irish I think now there's a bit more openness. Good. In times past, I think the challenge was they didn't understand what some of the businesses were about. Uh, say a person who sets up an African shop, that's mm. what we would call it, yes. selling ethnic minority food for the for his or her community. Um, your typical Irish person wouldn't go in there because there's nothing familiar to them to buy. Uh, but now, because more Irish people are connected with people of ethnic minority background, they want to try, you know. Exactly. So they would try yam, they would try plantain, they would try our famous jollof rice. I'm ori originally from Nigeria, and I think we have the best jollof rice in the world, even if the Ghanaians and the Senegalese say they do, but we own it. <laughs> we always have to chip that in there. <laughs> but you're right in what you say. Yes. And, and, and that spirit of adventure, try taste something absolutely. different you know, and, absolutely and enjoy it and experience something else from other parts yes. of the world what's your business what do you do okay um i do several things i wear many hats at different times but my main business is my company is called d dimensions communications um i'm a personal and business development strategist i build people so i work with people to help them become and be and be better than when they first came to me and when they're leaving me to be better people. Beyond that, I also organize an event, an annual festival. It's a diversity festival. It's called Nigerian Carnival Island. The festival itself, it's called Culture Fest. The next year will be the 10th year of this festival. We run it to um, bring about an, an inclusion of people from different communities. And we run, we've run this in Dublin for 10 years now. And it's, you're the main organizer I'm the main organizer. I'm the festival director okay. for this. And we have a lot of volunteers. Mm. We've had a lot of support over the years from Dublin City Council, from Erasmus Plus, from people of different communities. We have partners coming in from different countries, Spain, Italy, Netherlands, Portugal, the UK to take part in a festival. Um, I also run a not-for-profit. Uh, it's called Shiro's Global. And we support women and young girls to be empowered and to do more within their community, to get engaged, to get connected with the community and to improve themselves. Mm. Because now, if you're a woman, there's no excuse for not stepping out there and being better than the person who who is either a man or whatever, you know. Yes. Times have evolved, times have changed. Mm. So women are taking over the world. Women are ruling. You have no excuse not to get out there and be better. So Shiro's Global, we have different projects that we're running that. We have the Shiro's um, Entrepreneurship Academy, where we teach young girls skills and women skills. Um, whatever business it is that they're interested in, we help them develop those businesses and develop other business ideas. We have the Exploring Options Project, where we go into schools and we work with young people to start thinking. Just the idea is think about what you want to do when you leave secondary school because when they're third year and they have to pick a subject the subjects to do in the living cert they're still stuck and they don't know what they want to do so we work with them from the year the minute they get in secondary school start thinking what are you passionate about what do you love what do you know already what are you already doing that you don't realize could be a possible career path for you so we work with young people in that in that regard and we also have one project that is very close to my heart it's called the boys to men project 
With that, we work with boys from when they're little, helping to teach them to become good men. A good man will be a good father. A good man will be a good husband. A good man will be a good colleague at work. Mm. So the idea is to raise good men because if you look at the rate of domestic violence, it's increasing by the day. And why? Because women are stepping up more and I don't know if it's a thing that men are feeling um, a bit threatened by women. Um, but m men need to recognize that women complement the things they do. Yes. We, we're not there. It's not a competition. No. We're not there to take over. We're there to make it better. You know, you touch on many, many pertinent yeah. issues, uh, and that are relevant right across the board to all communities Absolutely. and all peoples as well. You have a, um, may I say, a lovely diverse uh, range of interests in in business and life, <laughs> don't you? I do. I suppose most of the things I've experienced in life, I uh, kind of hone into most of them and use them now to make an impact in my community. Yes, I believe that's what we're all here for—to make a difference within the community. Um, whatever level you're at in life how much no matter how much you earn if you're not making a difference in people's lives it it's it's nothing you know yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. for me i always say that the measure of your success is the number of lives you impact in the world it's not your money it's not your house it's not your cars because all of those can go up in flames one day but when you impact a life it remains. It's ingrained in there and they talk about you for life. Leave them with that thought, <laughs> will you, Yemi, this afternoon. Uh, it's lovely to meet you. I know you have a book here that you're going yes, to give to me. Yes, this is called? my book. It's called The Power of Thank You. Um, can I, developing can I an attitude of gratitude. Of, of course, definitely. And that's I'm, for you. I'd be delighted uh, to read it and then come back to you. I would love to hear date. your Is thoughts that on that. That's my gift for you for Christmas. Yeah. Christmas came <laughs> early. You will, you, you will hear back from me, I thank promise you. you. But for the moment, Yemi Adenuga, thank you very much for joining us on Late thank Lunch. You for Let's me. head to news and sport at three. Back from the Knightsbrook with some young entrepreneurs at about ten past, quarter past three. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie. Yes, Knightsbrook Hotel in Trim. Final part of the show, Late Lunch Live this afternoon. Me, the Enterprise Week and the Business Expo. Let me tell you, I have a group of young gentlemen beside me. Before I tell you who they are, I want to say a big hello to Olivia Clinton. She's here with us in the hotel. She's a big fan of Late Lunch. And she said hello to me a while ago, and I'm delighted to say hello to her this afternoon. These young men, let me tell you what they've won. They've been named Best Business in the Student Enterprise Challenge. They're second-year students from St. Patrick's Classical School. Jack Donoghue, Ethan Davis, Simon Goodwin, Keelan Mulvaney and Callum Shields and their business is Lightning PC Customs. Congratulations boys, give yourselves a big cheer. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining me on the show today. Uh, we're going to talk to Jack Donoghue and Simon Goodwin. Uh, Jack, if I could begin with you first, will you tell us what Lightning PC Customs is all about? Um, well, Lightning PC Customs, uh, we basically build uh, custom PCs, which is the uh, desktop computers, to suit whatever you need it for. That could be browsing around YouTube, Twitter, just the internet in general, or some good gaming for you know young uh, teenage uh, boys or girls. Now, you fellas 
met us when we were setting up, didn't you? Tell yep. the listeners this. And what, what did you tell myself and Eamon? We, yeah, we, uh, we, we told them we'll be back later on about three o'clock. So. As the winners. <laughs> yeah, and here we are. Were you that confident? I I like it. I'd say it was just a bit of a joke, to be honest. So we didn't, you know, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, I think you were half joking, half serious. Half joking, half serious. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. You, you yeah. were going to do it for yeah. right. Uh, Simon Goodwin, what yeah. about this? What does this win mean to you, boys? Well, I mean, it's a big step forward because I mean that could fund us now to see our office. Yeah. And I mean, then from now on things will just benefit us now and just go up and go bigger. Yeah. And get better only. So I mean, it is re- like the 600 euros today is going to make a big improvement in our business. 600 so, euros. Yeah. <laughs> He's out in the town tonight, boys. I know, that's going to go towards the business and just fund Oh, aren't they? And we're a bit more responsible than yeah. that. They're just so <laughs> sensible, aren't they? They're real young businessmen thinking about the future. So yeah. where can this go? Where do you, Your second year, lads, and, and this is part of a module, Ooh, is it, yeah. within the school? No, no, no. Like, no, no it can be benef- like, it yeah. can go towards our CBAs, but like, it was just like a project we'd start outside of school, and then we brought it to the school because we heard how good of a... Like teacher Mr. McMahon was with startups. Yeah, Gareth McMahon, we want to say hello to me. Sitting over there, very relaxed, wallowing in his young protege's success this afternoon. Well done to you as well. So this was an idea outside of school. Yeah, yeah and then we brought it forward to one of the business teachers because he knew he was going to be able to help us. So okay, and, and and where does this go? What can you do with this? I mean, only just go up now. Because yeah. I mean, like we yeah. like we can't be stopped at this point. Because I mean, like the way we've gone forward and like with the money and everything. And like we're just gonna only go up and just get recognised by more and more people. Yeah, I think that like obviously now we're in a massive tech age, and I think this is a great business to get into. And just with this funding here from Media Enterprise, it's just gonna only boost us upwards. Mm. Do you see something this uh, like this that you can carry on now through school and yeah, develop I'd, into yeah, an actual definitely. business? Oh, yes. definitely, yeah, because like it's 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 such a big market, and like uh, there's been a lot of interest over the last couple of weeks in our business. So I think that we can just move up through the ranks, and keep going now. You're up against some big hitters, yeah. if you Definitely, don't mind me yeah. saying. But we got oh, yeah. help from like, the best people mm. in the school. Yeah. Mr. Remind us brought forward like, very good entrepreneurs, mm. and they just helped us. Yeah. And exactly, told us what to yeah. do, where to go. Yeah, but this is the thing. Like, wh- When do you walk into Apple and you can? they say what you want on your phone? You don't. It's all you know. It's all, all standard made, and yeah. but we're, we're doing it totally different. We're building them to suit your needs. So you'll customise for me? Yeah, exactly. For yeah. each individual customer? Yep. Yep. every customer. So where does this go out through? You mentioned Apple. Apple have a range of stores around the yeah. world. People sell them different mm. uh, mobile phone providers yeah, as yeah. well. Where will you place like on your our product? website? Probably on like our website, online. Is the best. Online, yeah, because yeah. like that's that's the best thing moving forward. Yeah. Okay, like on our website, we have a tab, and it's like making your own pizza on a Capacci or Domino's. You can create your computer from scratch. <laughs> I love the comparison: <laughs> mushrooms, cheese, and plenty of ham, please, exactly, for me, and a bit yeah. of pineapple. How about that? So I can do anything like that. Yeah. I can actually. Yeah. You can go onto our website right now, and you can like create your yeah. own. Like exactly. computer from scratch up, like the case, the motherboard, the lights. All the way to the, the circuits and the motherboard, yeah. everything. And who will assemble these and where will that get done? All, all of us, we uh, assemble them in our houses and it takes about an hour just to assemble up the PC and an, ship it off. An IT cottage industry in Ireland. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I, I see an awful lot in yeah. this. But you honestly believe, like, you know, your homes and doing them yourselves, you know oh. that this, if this evolves and develops, yeah. it's going to get quite big. The, yeah. Doing it at home won't be an option for you. Oh, no. yeah. So, like, moving forward, like, we're obviously going to be looking for probably our own premises to work on and stuff like that. But again, it's just like, it's 
steps for it, a little baby steps right yes. now, you know. Yes, and this day is a very big day oh, for yeah. all of you guys. Definitely. Have you different roles in the team? We do, yeah. So basically, uh, Keelan is our uh, website designer, and uh, Simon, uh, myself, Jack, uh, Ethan, and Callum Shields, uh, we're all PC builders, and uh, I'm the CEO of the company. So uh, <laughs> you're the boss. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. But we, don't, we don't. We don't like. We don't like to look at it like that. Is he? Yeah, he, he's doing a great job. Is he? <laughs> so the sky's the limit for this. You see real potential in this, and yeah. a demand out in the marketplace there. And you're yeah. doing something different than any of the big. You mentioned exactly. the big companies there. None exactly, of these companies yeah. are doing this. No, no. not at no, this no. level. No. no. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. I think you are great guys. Yeah. I really do. Lightning PC uh, Customs, isn't that what it's called? Yeah, that's yes. it. Yeah. And your website, that's the website yeah, as well, isn't right. it? Uh, www.lightningpccustoms.com. Yeah. Aren't they brilliant? Jack Donahue, Ethan Davis, Simon Goodwin, Keelan Mulvaney and Callum Shields, second year students in St. Patrick's, mentored by Mr. Garrett McMahon. They've won the Student Enterprise Challenge Best Business 2018 at Mead Enterprise. I wish you well, and I admire you all so much. Give them a big round of applause. Thank you. Aren't they fantastic? Well done, boys. Final break of the afternoon and late lunch, and the girls aren't going to be outdone. Yes, we're going to meet some young ladies who are winners of the best start-up here. Stay with us on Late Lunch. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, the Renault Dealer of the Year and most Google-reviewed dealership in Ireland. For award-winning customer service you can trust, visit us today. Blackstone Motors, drive with peace of mind. 041-983-1100. Best start-up, best start-up at the uh, Mead Enterprise Week Expo today and it's the turn of the girls. Yes, they've won the best start-up in the Student Enterprise Challenge. They're from St. Joseph's Mercy in Navin. And I'll say hello first to Hannah Dempsey. Hannah, hello. Come on, where's Hannah? Are you here? Yes, there you are. Thank you for joining us. Thea Gwich, Thea Smirgwich. Come as a thought to. And will to go my. And Tranona all in shock. I have a little bit. I have a smattering of it, I promise you. Anyway, tell us, uh, please, what you've won this startup award for. What's the name of the business? Our business there is Gail Gorey Bjog. Yeah. So we make um, Irish books for young children in primary schools. Where did the concept come from? Are, are there not a load of Irish books out there that are supplied by the publishers, you know, on the curriculum? No. There's not that many. There's not many? No, but our book is different because they have English in the language, so if people don't understand like, what page they're reading, they can go back and like, actually learn where it's then from the English. Right, OK, so that's what is your distinguishing yes. feature yes. of what you've done. Yeah. So who came up with the concept? Um, we all did, really. OK, yeah. and you saw a gap in the market for this, did you? Mm -hmm. We did, okay. yes. I take it you did one book first. Was that the idea, no? Uh, we have two books. Oh, right. <laughs> so you've doubled your money already. There you go. So, and what's the name of the books? So the first book is a fairy tale book and it's called Colwell Killian. So it's about a knight and a prince and the princess rescues the knight from the wizard. Classic, classic, classic. And what's yeah. the other one? Uh, it's a folklore book. Okay. Yeah. So you have two and these two books are published and printed and up and running, yes? No, they're not um, published yet. Okay. We so. have them written down and everything. Okay. That's why you're a startup. Yeah. Silly me. Yeah. Silly me. That's why you're... But the, you're ready to go. You're ready yeah. now to mm -hmm. take them forward and publish them. Yeah, and now that we have the money to do it, 
Yeah. We're How all sorted. Did you get the same as these other We got 400 euros. Right. Well done. 400 euros. So you're ready now to put some seed capital into yes. these two uh, Irish books. Yes. Okay. Let's bring in uh, to the conversation Kira Brady, is it? Yes. Hello, Kira. Hello. Will you introduce the rest of your team? Um, so this is Fate Russell, there's Hannah Dempsey, there's Rachel Gavin, and Lauren Gilroy. Okay, so there's five on the team. There's five of us. Again, yeah. like the boys, what roles have, do you play in this? Um, well, Fate does drawing, and then then the rest of us kind of working on writing the book and sales and social media and all that. So, Fate Russell, <laughs> you, you are the artist, aren't yes. you? You are the one who puts it all together, yes? Yeah, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> we'll see. You, you must have a talent, have you, for art? and? Um, I like to think so, yeah. yeah. Um, I enjoy doing drawings and stuff, so it was kind of perfect. So what came first, the chicken or the egg? The story first and then the yeah. images, yeah, was, the, was that yeah, the way? Story yeah, story first, yeah. yeah. Is it difficult to take a story and then come up in your own mind with the appropriate Very image? Very difficult. Is it? Yeah, because like in the books it doesn't say like hair colour or eye colour, so I have to like go, oh, what would look best with her and what would look best with him and all that kind of thing, so. Yeah, okay. I've, yeah. So it was a team effort, though. It took yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, to, to dig in and actually definitely. get this whole thing yeah. done. So, again, like the boys, you're ready to go. You're going to put this money into this. No partying either for the... Oh, well. Oh, I, I like you. <laughs> I like you. You're welcome to come. Oh, listen. Oh, I'm, I'm blushing here. I really am. Yeah, 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 you have to celebrate a victory as yeah. well, don't you, on something like That's this. And you were up against a lot of stiff competition here. It's great to come out top. You got a lovely trophy yeah. and medals yeah. and the cheque as well. Mm, oh, my great, God. Yeah. Really God, you'll be superstars in St. Joseph's when you go back there tomorrow, will you? Yeah, definitely. What about the future? Where, where do, you, do you see this as being a real possibility of something that you can grow and develop? Yeah, I really think that this could take off, like, with younger children. So our aim is to um, make younger children more interested in the Irish language and we think that this would take off really big across the country and maybe even abroad. There's so many Irish people living abroad now. Yeah. So Irish in, in a school context, in a national context mm. and the speaking and use of Irish, it doesn't really get a whole lot of no. attention, does it's it? It's in a decline. Like only 50,000 out of 4 million people can actually speak Irish fluently. Mm. So that's, you know, it's not yeah, the best. Yeah, it's a small number. It is, mm -hmm. it's a small number. Do you all, I, well, this is probably silly, do you all love Irish? Do you yeah, love I love Irish. Irish. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so you, yeah, all, all love Irish. you all like speaking Irish? Yeah. You try and incorporate it. You nearly caught me on the hop a little earlier <laughs> on there, let me say, Hannah. Yeah, but you do like to incorporate it into your daily school life. Do you yeah. talk? Yeah. What about outside of school? Do you ever use Irish outside? Sometimes, a little do you? bit. Do you? Come on. When, when you go to the Gale Talk, like I went to the Gale Talk this I've been going for the last two years, and that's where I use it most. But sometimes, like, yeah. if I'm slagging off my little siblings or. Okay. So <laughs> in what, Irish, they don't know what I'm saying. What, what, what Gale Talk were you in? Uh, I went to Clash and Fierstig in uh, Donegal. Yeah. I love that if I'm in a, in a restaurant, a non Irish restaurant, where they often use their own native languages. Yeah, it's I love to be able to talk Irish to somebody, yeah. and yeah. then they start looking at you. You know, when they look at you. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. See, that's one of the big benefits of Irish, our yes, own yeah. native language. Exactly. So remind me again about the books. What are the names of the two books you're going to produce so again? It's Caldwell Killian is the fairy tale book, and then it's just a folklore book. Okay, yeah. and you haven't got a name for the folklore book yet. You're working on that, are you? Do you, oh, have, do, you have, do you have a name? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's called Lower Beog. Lower Beog is the name of that yeah. one. Yeah, okay. So... Will we see these published sooner rather than later? What do you oh, expect? as soon as yeah. possible. Yeah. 
Okay. As soon as possible. They're going to the printers Tuesday, we hope, to send mm-hmm. them to the printers. And then we're going to be selling them in Christmas markets, schools, different things like that around the county mm-hmm. and maybe outside Mead. Why not? Yeah. Well done to you. I think Thank it's you. lovely and it's great to Thank see you. Gilga uh, being a winner <laughs> here at the Enterprise Awards yeah, exactly. for you young ladies yeah. again today. Congratulations to you again to uh, yourselves from St. Joseph's Mercy in Navan and enjoy and celebrate Gurumila your victory night. Anyway, that's it from uh, the uh, Knightsbrook Hotel and another year of Mead Enterprise. It's over for 2018. We've had a wonderful day here. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Eamon Doyle, who's been with me, guiding me all the way here, to Sinead Brazel, uh, back in studio as well. Thanks a million, Sinead. We'll be back at base with uh, Late Lunch. And our boot club, just to remind you, tomorrow afternoon. But for another year from Mead Enterprise 2018, Slán Gafoil. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.